uh, looking forward uh, to hearing in a little bit from uh, uh, Barbara Bowen, uh, public sector union president, represents the, represented the faculty union at CUNY for many years and uh, battled many times with uh, Andrew Cuomo uh, against his uh, austerity regime. But um, I think we, we, oh, here we go. She's uh, uh, about to join us in just a moment. So, um, yeah, you know, CUNY, uh, part of the public sector here in New York that was really been suffocated over the last uh, 10 years or so under Cuomo. And uh, Barbara Bowen was a union president who was um, frequently in Albany fighting for more funding for CUNY and, and more support for the public sector in general. Uh, Barbara, are you uh, with us? Yes. Great. Thank you for joining us on, uh, on 99.5 FM on this uh, historic day. And um, uh, for starters, just your reaction to uh, Andrew Cuomo's uh, announcement today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll try again. So, yes, of course, I was relieved, uh, like everybody else, I think, who cares about not having a government where there's uh, abuse of many people and uh, outright sexual abuse and sexual harassment. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think that's very important. It's long overdue. Um and, you know, it's still pretty shocking what you hear and what you read in the report about Governor Cuomo. Um, shocking that those things went on for so long, but not shocking to anybody who's been watching Cuomo because his mode of operation with everybody was bullying, intimidation, abuse, humiliation, all the signs of a classic abuser. Um, so uh, I think it's a good thing. But the question is whether there will actually be uh, a change to the, in some ways, the most far-reaching problems that uh, Governor Cuomo set up and structures, and that's what needs to change in addition to behavior. If we just bring in better behavior and a woman as a governor who I hope will not in, be engaged in ex, any sexual harassment or other kinds of abuse, that's not enough. There are deeper things that need to change. Such as? Well, I think the, the biggest thing is uh, in the fiscal area. I mean, Governor Cuomo, I heard Ross Barkin earlier and uh, talking about how Cuomo managed to present himself in answer to your really good question, how he managed to present himself as the darling of the media and even the progressive media. And partly he did that through the techniques of intimidation that uh, Barkin talked about, but also because he spoke to and satisfied the agenda of the financial class and the ruling class. And at the same time, he presented himself as a progressive through certain non-economic policies. Um, and what really needs to change, and I think Kathy Hochul, you know, she is, doesn't have a history as a progressive on uh, economic issues, but the main thing that needs to change is the relentless austerity um, economics of Cuomo's regime. Those lifted a tiny bit in this last budget and that showed that it can happen. So for me, that would be the biggest change, that punitive defunding of the public sector, of working people, and uh, the investment in pet projects and uh, the financial class. And what has that austerity looked like at CUNY? Uh, well, it's been CUNY. I, I don't know if you said this while we were struggling with the audio, but uh, CUNY, the City University of New York, uh, with its 275,000 students, has been systematically underfunded by this governor. Uh, I would say SUNY has also. 
And if there's really one thing that I think Hochul would have a chance, given her political positioning, to do, that would be, even in the short term, to end the disinvestment in CUNY and SUNY and to turn that around completely. I mean, we saw in this last budget, we saw that New York could tolerate some higher taxes. $4.3 billion in higher taxes were uh, implemented in this last budget. People didn't flee the state. The state didn't fall apart. There's more uh, tax, progressive tax uh, changes, increases that should be put in place. We saw that the public schools were finally funded, you know, a phase in of $4 billion. The same thing should happen for CUNY and SUNY. And, th- and those higher taxes were overwhelmingly drawn from the, the rich, correct? Absolutely, but not enough. I mean, the the personal income tax could have gone further. There were other taxes that um, the progressive coalition of Invest in Our New York was proposing and putting forward. And uh, many of the taxes that were enacted could have gone much further. And I think we saw that in the last budget. So, um, you know, I, I look at Hochul's record. I don't see somebody who is um, a progressive fiscally, but I think Cuomo really managed in a, a way that was devastating to pull the wool over people's eyes and suggest that he was progressive on all fronts um, when in fact he was regressive economically. When he first came into office and he faced a deficit, the way he got rid of that was by reducing the pension for public sector workers, bringing in a tier six in pensions. Um, And despite that, he had the support of many unions, not ours, not the teachers unions across the state, but um, he brought in higher pensions. So workers funded that deficit and he used it to invest in real estate development. Right, and and you've dealt with four governors over the years during your time as the leader of um, the Professional Staff Congress. And, like we were asking Ross earlier, what, what do you think needs to be done to ensure that we don't just circle back into the same patterns of, of, of this sort of uh, pharaonic emperor-governor system uh, yeah. where, where so much power is concentrated in one person and, and they're able to you know, erect various pay-to-play schemes uh, for access to state government that then you know, fill their re-election coffers and really discourage competition um, your your thoughts on that? Um, good question. I think there's a real danger that politics will in New York will just congeal back into the old patterns um, right now because there will be so much focus on the individual person, Hochul, um, the fact that she's a woman, the fact that she's from the western part of the state. And I think that there's a real danger that the um, relief of having her in office and the media attention to sort of superficial aspects of her newness will occlude the deeper problem, which is what you described, the um, the structural problems in Albany, and as I would say, this pattern of fiscal austerity. So uh, we heard Ross Barkin talk about this too. The legislature is so disempowered in New York um, that uh, the the budget is decided by three men in a room. Well, now it'll be two women and one man, but that's that doesn't make it acceptable. Is that, that the solution? Make, right, that is not the solution. 
Um, the solution is much more genuine access for advocacy groups, um, a, a different system, more progressive taxation. I think that's the basis of it. It's not just personalities or patterns in the relations to the legislature, but I think it is the um, exclusion of um, advocacy groups and the, the superficial inclusion, but the profound exclusion and the unwillingness to do anything that would upset the millionaire class, the billionaire class, 118 billionaires in New York State, they got richer during the pandemic. They got $70 billion more in wealth during the pandemic from our money. So that has to change. Yeah, if only we could turn some of those one percenters into two percenters. But um, <laughs> uh, we have to go, go here in a minute. But uh, last question, uh, what can the labor movement do differently? I mean, so many unions really um, acted as supplicants to, to Cuomo, came to him on bended knee, and were willing, ready, really willing to do almost anything to maintain that proverbial seat at the table. And and, and really, we're a part of the problem. And the PSC wasn't, but there is that tendency in the labor movement to sort of, you know, seek, uh, you know, preferential status with uh, insiders like Cuomo. What how, yeah. will that change? I hope Can so. that change? I hope so. But unions make a mistake if they think the only way to go is the insider game. Um, you know, please Cuomo because he is so vindictive, so you better not cross him, you better not demonstrate against him. I think that is absolutely the wrong approach. Uh, there are millions of unionized workers in this state. They are in every community, every working class and middle class community. We should be in alliance with those communities, those uh, movements. Look at the incredible movement this summer, last summer of um, anti-racist action. The labor unions should look to those movements, not to thinking that our only route to achieving anything is not to displease the governor. To repeat that would be simply to reinstate the politics that got us to the point where, as you say, we're supplicants and uh, are constantly, constantly seeing ourselves defunded. And the other thing I would just add quickly is that the labor movement has to act as a movement of the unions together. Um, labor has been so um, reduced and legislated against that uh, I think the reaction of many unions has been, let's just get what we can for our members only. Have to think about the whole working class because that's our strength and that's the only way that we will have strength. We are many, they are few, as Shelley said. We've got to start acting that way. Okay, we'll have to leave it there. Barbara Bowen, former president of the Professional Staff Congress, CUNY, thank you so much for joining us on WBAI Radio this evening. Thank you both. And also, I just want to note, uh, 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 talking about confrontational uh, unionism, uh, Barbara was arrested outside Andrew Cuomo's office in 2011, uh, about a year after he took uh, power, uh, not uh, willing to back down. So thank you again for joining us, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll stay in touch. Great. Thank you. And arrested again outside his New York City office in a die-in. Okay. Consistency. <laughs> All right. You. We'll be back after the uh, a short break with our uh, next guest. Al presto numero nueve, ya lo van a contestar. Estaré siendo en la celda con el cura del 
penar Dientes te aman a ser La vida le han de quitar Porque mató a su mujer Y un amigo desleal Dice así Al confesar